All right. So welcome to the Tesla community channel. Uh, nice having you, uh, Farzad, especially uh, today uh, from Austin, Texas. And uh, yeah, let's dive right in and maybe briefly introduce ourselves. And then we come to the first topic of our discussion, right? Sure. Right. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, so I'll, I'll just start. Uh, so I'm Julian, I'm from Germany. Uh, I'm a, a high school teacher, uh, or what you could uh, call high school in Germany uh, for English. And uh, yeah, I'm also a big uh, Tesla fan, share uh, holder, as well as a, a Model 3 owner. And uh, a yeah, huge fan of the overall Musk universe uh, for five years now. Awesome. And yes, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm Claude Nelson. I'm coming to you from the UK via Starlink. And um, yeah, I'm also a massive Tesla fan. Um, I'm a father of five and uh, it's a busy situation here, but I'm so glad to just jump in with you guys and, and get involved. And today we are really keen to uh, enjoy a bit of conversation here with Farzad. So how are you doing, Farzad? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to sit down with both of you and, and talk about whatever comes up uh, from uh, for those that are not familiar. I live in Austin, Texas. Um, I worked at Tesla for four years. Before that, I was a director of uh, business intelligence and pricing in the distribution company. So a lot of my background is operations and analytics. And now I'm a freaking YouTuber. I don't know how the hell this happened, but I'm here. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm super excited to uh, deep dive uh, everything with you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, thank Likewise. you very much. Likewise. Yeah, so uh, I thought it would be uh, nice, especially for you, uh, to hear about the origin uh, story of the channel. Uh, because uh, just recently, like uh, one or two months ago, uh, you had this first uh, session with your Patreons, right? We just invited them uh, you know, who were up for a talk. And um, during that time, uh, Claude and I, uh, we got to know each other as well on Twitter. And uh, you just started chatting. And uh, then there was this episode of yours. And uh, you invited these uh, Patreons uh, who don't have their own channels. But mm -hmm. the conversation you had was so kind of mind-blowing to me. It was There were so many deep insights from these people who are not YouTubers or who don't have a podcast or anything, uh, but who are really deep into their subject matter professionally, but also you know, with passion for uh, Tesla's mission. And it was so inspiring uh, for me to just hear uh, their insights and their ideas and you as a great moderator, um, you just uh, facilitated all this uh, amazing conversation. And I, I was, as I said, just you know, mind blown. And uh, immediately that night, I uh, started the uh, Tesla community channel to uh, yes. <laughs> really this uh, because I, I wasn't sure whether you are going to do this uh, in the future. Uh, you're doing it uh, on a regular basis right now, which is just great, right? It, it just keeps on happening uh, with awesome uh, people from all over the world uh, really having this huge uh, community and leveraging it. And um, so I'd like to, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for this idea. And also then uh, Claude just you know, said, this is amazing. Uh, we, we just started and you know, we, we barely knew each other and just went uh, and did it, right? And here we are. And uh, yeah, I'd really like to appreciate uh, this idea and uh, 
yeah, we will be, uh, I think, for the first part of our conversation, talking about uh, the Tesla community as such and uh, how these uh, brilliant minds that are within this community can uh, be you know, uh, leveraged to do something useful for Tesla's mission as well as overall um, you know, Tesla in uh, general and also for humanity as such. Yeah. Yeah, Man, that's uh, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. Sorry, Claude. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, and and just to add to what June is saying, there, it's it's the it's the potential, it's the it's the potential brilliance of every mind, really, and uh, reaching out to that and expanding this conversation around Tesla and around this technological advancement and around this uh, this this movement to kind of brighten the future is uh, it, it's got it's got it just gets the cogs turning. You know, and then uh, I mean, the, the the amount of time we've spent thinking about all of this and being being up being up late at night and through the night, just just thinking about this whole thing has been like, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, and yeah. Uh, now, yeah, but uh, yeah, now having this chance to just sort of get involved is just, yeah, it's a <laughs> long road ahead, yeah. I reckon. But you were you were saying, Farzad. No, that's completely fine. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. I yeah, just it's very uh, inspiring to hear you guys say that um, something that that we did was sort of a, a little bit of a piece and getting you guys going, which is like super humbling. So thank you very much for sharing that. I think ultimately, and you guys touched on this, the Tesla community, the, the mind blowing thing for me was so when I went to TeslaCon and the whole Giga Texas week, that was sort of like the aha moment for me because I, I had a I had a suspicion that the Tesla community was uh, not just, um, you know, when you're online and you're like just looking at people's videos and the comments and the forums, like it's hard to put a person behind that. It's hard to put a human behind that because it's just a random username, you know, black chair, 74, 90, 69, 420, you know, who the hell is yeah. this person, right? <laughs> but then you go to TeslaCon and you meet these people in person, you go to the Clive bar, you meet these people in person, you go to Giga Texas, you meet these people in person, you're like, holy crap. Like I, I was just so blown away by the connection I felt with these folks, not just at like a Tesla level or whatever, just like, like these are people I could just all be friends with. Like we all are kind of vibing, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. that sort of like, I'm like, okay, how do we ensure, or like, how can we create a, a way for as many of these voices to come forward so that we can really have deep conversations about what's happening and uh, maybe give up, give a platform that those for those that aren't aware to really be like, okay, wow, there's something, there's something happening here. I don't care if it's uh, necessarily like uh, um, something that's going to be super transformative, but it's like it's it's a cultural thing that's happening. And I think enabling more and more people to see the conversations, the ideas, how people are thinking about the future, and really enable as much of that conversation to come forward is really the the big win here. And the fact that you guys have started this, and like you said, you just got started, it's beautiful. It's such a cool thing. So props to you guys for getting out there. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a little bit scary, you know, getting yeah. in front of a camera and going yeah. online and having some people be like, you suck. You know, I was like, well, <laughs> at least I'm doing it. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, you guys, are, you guys are doing a great thing. I'm really happy you guys are doing what you're doing. And yeah, thank you so well, much. It's, thank you guys it's so just much as, for what it, you're doing. It's just as humbling for us to hear that from you, Frazad. So it's a mutually, yeah, it's a mutual compliment, really. And, and and yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a, it can be daunting uh, to to get involved, but um, it's worth it. If a thing is, if a thing, is, no matter how difficult a thing is, if it's important enough, you try anyway. Exactly. So, someone said that once. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah some absolutely. guy, some random guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right, so, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, we uh, uh, wanted to have uh, like uh, Don uh, online as well. Uh, who is also uh, quite famous on uh, Twitter. Uh, he has like, I, I think, uh, 20,000 subscribers or followers uh, on Twitter, uh, which is uh, just amazing. And um, of course, just 5% uh, are bots. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, and Less he's all, yeah, <laughs> he's such a, a humble uh, guy. And uh, yeah, yeah. he could make it uh, on this evening, but or this uh, afternoon, or this morning, or wherever you are, uh, guys. So, uh, but uh, he also has yeah, some shout uh, out to Don. Yeah, right. Uh, shout out to Don, and he's also so uh, humble. And he told us he was on our first episode, and he has never done anything like this. And, and you know, just hearing him speak, and he was so uncomfortable uh, afterwards. He said with his own voice and everything he did. But <laughs> me, I was just just mind blown uh, when by he this did guy. It, he jumped in, and that was awesome. So yeah, that's great. He was driving his Model S uh, uh, from somewhere to somewhere, and he just jumped in uh, with a call. And uh, nice. yeah, it really shows how you can leverage uh, yeah. the community with the internet, and especially with uh, recent years, yeah. uh, with lots of uh, video calls. Uh, usually, uh, you know, at first I was kind of uh, fed up with it, and now it has evolved into kind of the new normal. And I mean, just the three of us, right, uh, from Germany, UK, and uh, the USA, uh, uh, in-person conversation would hardly be the case, right? Um, right. And uh, now we all have like uh, high quality microphones and nice uh, video cameras. And this is true for many people. And uh, we can just you know, uh, use that for having a fruitful conversation. So um, Fazit, what do you think is uh, the community's role in Tesla's mission overall? What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think, um Actually, give me one second when my brother-in-law is right outside my door and he's like no screaming worries. and it's really distracting. Give me one second. It's okay. Yeah, it's oh, life. It's life. By the way, yeah. uh, we have uh, Alexandra, the Tesla boomer mom. On. Yeah, Come Alexandra, in. hi. Really nice. I love you too. Yeah, I think she just released uh, our, uh, uh, who, who is it again? His name is Tesla Fix. Uh, he Sorry, just released really you with her. Yeah. Um, and if you guys want, if you guys want to share the link of the YouTube video with me, I can share it on my Twitter just to uh, get make sure people know that I'm live. If you guys want to do yeah. that, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. To me great on, idea. On yeah, Twitter, awesome. yeah. provide the link. We'll get you guys yeah. a little bit more people. Yeah. Or maybe Alexandra T could post. Tesla Boomer oh. Mama just said hello a second ago. Yeah. Yeah. Alexandra, get get this uh, get this shared. Let's go retweet. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no sorry guys i, I was uh no yeah, worries, i just wanted to make sure we were good over there yeah yeah cool uh, i'll post the link yeah <laughs> nice one yeah so so the question was uh whether uh fuzzy uh Tesla's you community, the role yeah what do you think the role is in tesla's mission overall uh, right now currently and potentially in the future as well yeah um I think for me, the way the way I think about the the role of the Tesla community, um, I really think sitting down and um, talking openly about the changes that are really happening in the world, specifically as it pertains to um, you know electric vehicles, 
AI, full self-driving, robotics. I think these are things that are uh, typically super sci-fi and not a lot of people really talk about a lot because of uh, it's really the complexity and how nerdy it can be, mm. right? But I think yeah. the cool thing about the Tesla community, what, what it sort of has done, it sort of brought this thing, uh, these things more into like, call it the mainstream or whatever you want to call it. It's becoming a little bit more palatable for people to uh, get themselves immersed in this sort of like world, where I say 40 years ago, I'm not sure that's the case. Maybe back when we had the space race in the 60s, people were super like focused about technology and science or whatever. But now it seems like um, there was a big gap in that until very recently, until sort of Tesla and Elon and those companies really started uh, uh, inspiring more people when it came to the sciences and the, technolo the, the, the technology and the advent of technology for the future. And obviously those things have a lot of uh, huge long-term implications for humanity. You know, I think the advent of a, a, a company solving no one having to drive has gigantic implications. Moving to a sustainable future where we don't have to uh, burn fossil fuels anymore and we can be, you know, carbon neutral, whatever you want to call it, you know, just really ensuring that we're being as efficient as possible. Yet another thing that's going to be super transformational, harnessing the sun's power to power everything, super transformational, right? And we're all part of sort of seeing step 0.1 of a million of this thing happening over the course, you know, over the next 100 years. And so I think the community is just being super comfortable and open and willing to talk about these things uh, and sharing ideas and to, uh, you know, allow as many people to come into the fold as humanly possible to take part of this thing that's happening is incredibly important, um, especially in a world where um, right now there isn't, uh, at least what I feel like in the States, there isn't really this... Um, this sort of uh, incentive to sit down with with a lot of people and just talk openly about things. I think even within our community, there's opportunity for us to openly discuss things that we disagree about. You know, we have even within the Tesla community, yes. we have factions. You know, we have people that are like, Elon can do no wrong. And then we have the other faction that says Elon needs to get off Twitter and just focus on the mission, right? So like we, we need to continue yeah. to harbor just uh, a sort of thing where everybody can just join the discussion and talk about stuff openly mm -hmm. and maybe long term that becomes yet another like I'm thinking out loud here, like long term that becomes another thing where the Tesla community can be responsible for really being one of the few places in the Internet or in the world where open I, discussions about ideas and things becomes uh, the norm. And then we can yet be another, maybe at the forefront of that. Whereas, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, we were in the forefront of, hey, this technology is going to change the world. And it's starting to now, maybe we can use our community, uh, all of us to come together and say like, hey, what is the best way to share ideas and, and talk about things and then utilize that to, you know, bring those things forward. So, and maybe this is like me thinking too far into the future. But I think that's where communities are super strong. You know, it's it's when you have a lot of really, really smart people come together and talk about big ideas and the things that are happening in the world. If we ensure that we have open lines of communication, then we can get a, a lot of stuff done. Makes a lot of sense. And, and just to add to that, if you don't mind me, if I was at, if similarly, in the way that we've been thinking about this is there are, there, there are a lot of fairly uh, lofty uh, conversations that occur, especially when it comes to technology and when it comes to the technicality of things. And, and it's, it's nice when you're in there and you've done a lot of research and you, you've listened to a lot of, you've consumed a lot of material and you feel like that you can follow these conversations that are at a very high level, but bringing that down sort of to the layman essentially yeah. seems like a really good connecting point to, as you say, to expand that, expand that community and to just 
open it as an invitation to people to feel encouraged to just share your ideas and to realize that, hang on, you have value. What you have right. to say has value. And how often is it that we often, we, we, that many of us may feel in our lives, I couldn't, I couldn't contribute to that. Exactly. Uh, but actually, everyone has the same potential. And it, it's, um, I mean, gargantuan kudos to, to Elon for what he's achieved. But we are also humans. We also have potential. And, and we don't need to feel that we're living in Elon's shadow. We can rather... Join, uh, join, join the, join the movement, and this, uh, this is such a, such a great opportunity to, uh, to just jump in with you guys. Really, it's a, uh, it's yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, talking about the uh, future potential, uh, maybe also it's, it's just me uh, going a bit uh, crazy, thinking about you know ten plus years, um, as you know. Especially on Twitter, I see many people who are also invested in the stock. Um, many say they are all in, uh, which is uh, the more insights you have, the more firm your knowledge is. It's not really a matter of belief, but about knowing, right? Uh, the, more, the more you know about the company and all the branches and all the progress and the exponential um, curves <laughs> it is riding, um, the better you can really uh, affirm your investment thesis. So. Uh, what I assume is that in like 10 plus years, there will be many uh, financially independent people uh, who, who don't uh, need to work that much, who probably have uh, like a million or a couple of million uh, dollars or euros or pounds. YouTube better. channels. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but we're, we're getting there. Uh, of course, this will not happen, right? There, there will be more, probably. Um, but um, what, what I'm thinking about is uh, once. Uh, you can really create a kind of um, community as such uh, where people know each other and trust each other, right? What we uh, talked about before uh, we went live, uh, where you really got this trust into each other and into uh, being part of the community, especially for many years, right? You've been a shareholder for 10 years already. Now think about it if you're a shareholder for 20 years and you have lots of uh, credibility, um, what uh, philanthropy uh, can you then do, uh, right? right. Uh, there, are, you know, if there are really people with millions or uh, tens of millions uh, of dollars, and uh, you're just giving, uh, let's say, a couple of a uh, thousand or ten thousand uh, dollars to uh, you know, some school project, right, uh, where a new school needs to be built in a remote village or anything, or donating uh, Starlink dishes to uh, um, NGOs, for example. I think this is a huge leverage in the future uh, for the Tesla community as such. But for uh, this to uh, coming to fruition and being a reality later on, uh, it needs to start now. And we need to uh, kind of create a network uh, at this moment. Uh, I think this is something very uh, compelling and very um, yeah, worth uh, of pursuing, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting there is the so there's definitely a lot of uh, opportunities for philanthropy for sure in the long term as mm. more and more like say the Tesla story does play out the way we think it's going to play out and you have all these folks that have been invested in the company for a long time uh, excuse me are now becoming much more um, financially capable you know to to yeah. really change the world one person at a time I think what what's also interesting about that is that maybe having knowing that the Tesla community is filled with a lot of uh, very smart minds and people that are inspired by you know to change the world 
in, in one way or another, uh, or at least being part of that mission. Also, I'm very curious to see what sort of uh, businesses uh, come to fruition with that sort of mentality in mind where they can uh, craft a mission around that thing that they're trying to do to better humanity. You know, I think philanthropy is is going to be great, but I do think that the greatest value creation is going to come from folks that are actually going to be building businesses, because then you have to think about what are some of the potential weaknesses of philanthropy is that there's way too many incentives for people to take advantage of it. <laughs> Whereas if, yeah, if you start with a business, you know, I think you can have a lot of um, opportunities to create something that people will naturally gravitate towards because it makes their lives better. And it's not something that's incentivized that's just like, here's a gift here's yours and you have a lot of these like weird incentives that can happen not to say that philanthropy isn't great philanthropy is super super good and we need it but i'm also very excited to see what sort of business opportunities or businesses get created from those mm -hmm. folks that have reached uh uh financial independence through investing in a generation generational stock like a tesla for example mm. and in a sense you know that that even that touches on a a, a couple of other things we were, we were keen to to explore in our discussion here uh, at the moment. And um, um, one point in particular, sort of talking about uh, b businesses and getting involved in the workplace and that was, I was, I was keen to see if we could, if we could just touch on the relentless pace of working at Tesla and then just do a little bit of a comparative with, 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 with uh, a few other sort of lines of, of um, a few other vocations, you know, at least including um, like, Julian's experience as as a teacher and my experience as a as a contractor and these comparisons seem to draw very interesting bridges between these these different worlds you know just to so yeah. could we dive into that for a, for a little bit far that yeah especially sure. since you worked at Tesla for 4 years i think right that's right that's right yeah so um you want to know about the pace about you you're just going to get get me into like detail of how stuff gets done what what, what do you want me to hit on yeah we yeah. want, want to describe it sort of compare it to what what we might be considering in in here in the sort of everyday nine to five uh sort of vocation mm. that, that that most most people are probably used to you know familiar yeah with. it's it's two different dimensions it's it's uh um hmm what's the best way to uh set the stage here okay so uh and you guys correct me anytime you think i'm wrong or anytime you disagree with me right because this is this is going to require uh all of us being on the same page so uh, typically yeah exactly uh typically when you think about a nine to five or you think about a company that is um let's just say the uh, large majority of the uh business cultures out there and what businesses do uh they're mostly and when i say mostly again it's a large large majority they're uh driven the the key um driving factor for the business's existence and the people working there is i get to make money to go home to do the thing that i want to do right and so when you have that incentive structure what ends up happening is uh people generally don't like work like the job that they do they like the result of the job that they do they like that paycheck that comes to their bank account well i, I can speak to the u.s specifically the u.s i i, I forget where i got I, I saw this but uh so anywhere between 50 to 80 percent of people that work at a job today do not like what they do they just don't like what they do so that right there begs the question of okay is it that people don't like what the people don't like working or is it that there aren't that many companies out there that have a mission or are good 
at instilling inspiration and passion in the people that they hire or have something that people want to work towards, right? So that becomes the question. In the case of Tesla, so you take so you take those companies, what is that? Like say 80 companies out of 100 are like that. And if I'm incorrect, let me know. But I have a feeling that's that's true. Then you take the other side, which is uh, a Tesla. And I will say companies like Tesla. And the, the best analogy I can draw is to a startup. So I don't know if you guys have ever worked in a startup, but uh, startups generally have a very few number of people, you know, say five to 20 people mm -hmm. that have come together, especially at the, at the beginning stages. And every single person has uh, a some sort of probably some sort of equity or some sort of uh, uh, skin in the game, they have a, a part of the company's success will have an outsized impact in their ability to earn a lot of money. So that's that's one of the incentives. But then the second incentive is because startups have such a high demand of time from the employees that work there, what ends up happening is that the person really has to have a huge motivation to want to work at that company to work those 60, 80, 100 hour weeks. And that speaks to a mission that speaks to the company yeah. being more important than self. Right. Mm. But mm. these cultures typically only exist with when the company is small, five to 20 people. Uh, because it's 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 just really difficult to have every single or a majority of the workforce uh, inspired and want to work towards a common goal wants to say go above I don't know 500 people I don't know where that number is but it's it's been short shown time and time again that the bigger the company is the the more cult like culturally uh, <laughs> terrible it is from the standpoint of mission and really feeling like you're part of it you just feel like just another number you're just part of just the machine and the cog and you're super re replaceable and you're just there to get paid right and it's just there's no real purpose towards the mission is a lot more selfish in that manner. Mm -hmm. What Tesla has achieved is that it's somehow figured out and, and, and I have a theory as to how they figured it out, but they've taken the, the culture and really the winning formula of a, a startup type culture of five to 20 people where everybody's super bought into the mission and they're all working together to make that thing happen. And they're able, they've been able to do this at scale. So at a mm hundred thousand plus people. Mm -hmm. And so what happens then, and I can only speak from my experience. I'm not going to speak on behalf of every single Tesla employee that's ever worked there. I'm going to talk based on my experience. And what I yeah. saw yeah. is that once you have a company that has that sort of culture in mind, and they've put in a lot of different uh, pieces to ensure that culture remains intact, both through uh, policies that uh, ensure anybody can talk to anybody and you get rewarded for doing that to uh, uh, always ensure that leadership is constantly driving towards innovation and change and ensuring that everybody's comfortable with change to reward those that do a really good job and those that don't do a good job you give them a chance and if they don't do great they're gone so ensuring that that sort of um, culture exists is incredibly important but then you have that mission on top of that and somebody and a leader like like Elon that is really, really good at communicating why the mission of the company is so important. And then you have this insane combination of people really want to be there and they're being given tools to do their best possible job. Mm. And then once you have that, you have a workplace that's addictive, <laughs> that you want yeah. to be there for 80 hours. You want to be there for 100 hours. You know, It's hard as hell. It's super challenging. Uh, stuff breaks all the time. You have to constantly problem solve. You get surprised every hour or every day. Nothing's ever the same. There's no guardrails and you love it because it's, it, it's, it's 
it really um it's really catered to people that love to make things happen and to create things from scratch and to be part of something bigger um it's not for everybody it is not for everybody a lot of i mean i've seen quite a few people join thinking they were ready for this sort of thing and then when they realize that they're 100 percent responsible for doing a good job and that no one's going to be there to handhold and they depend on that person to essentially be an entrepreneur and to figure out how to move stuff forward they're like ah oh, crap like this is too much i'm used to the you know uh, being trained on everything and give, be given guardrails and there's processes for everything there's sops for everything um from the people that I've talked to from Germany, it's it's a you know it's, it, it sounds like a lot of like that German culture of like hey like everything there's got to be a process for everything and everything has to be super structured. Tesla's exactly the opposite. Tesla's like everybody just figure out how to do this better, just figure <laughs> out how to do this better, and allow the ideas to come up and then we we try we try we try. Um, and so you compare that to any other world, uh, you know, like you guys have mentioned, and and, and I would love to hear what yeah. my description sort of has brought to your mind, but. Um, I feel like it's hugely different <laughs> and um, the incentives that Tesla has figured out how to leverage to ensure that the company's mission gets achieved is brilliant at that scale. And then the question becomes, how much longer can I keep that up for? Like how much longer, what, what is the, what is the level, you know, what is the uh, arbitrary number of people that you, do you reach that all of a sudden this whole culture thing collapses? I don't know if that exists, mm. but that's where my mind immediately goes to, but I'll shut up now because I just talked for a bunch, but let me know. No, I awesome. mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah. Well, speak, speaking of uh, being passionate about something, I wonder if that segues into, into, um, into Julian's vocation. He's a, uh, he, he, he's a teacher and he's, he's, he's told me, so told, told me a fair bit about it, but, um, Let's hand the mic over to Julian and see how, what does that feel like to you, Julian? How's this, how does that compare to your passion for teaching? Yeah, that, thank you. Uh, so uh, teaching is uh, something uh, I think is that which is uh, you know, a very uh, important job, of course. Uh, it's a profession, not just a job. And um, uh, but I, what I uh, got to know over the years, uh, for me, you know, I, I wanted to become a teacher since I was uh, like uh, 14 or 15. Uh, I was in year nine. And there were these passionate teachers who were just um, you know, sharing knowledge and making you understand the world better to make you uh, see and you know, feel comfortable in this uncomfortable or oftentimes uncomfortable world. And uh, I found that uh, really inspiring. And um, you know, for me, later on, when I needed to decide on uh, which subjects uh, to teach, uh, I knew you know there, there's uh, English, which is uh, enabling people to talk uh, or to other people all around the world, which I'm doing right now, right, with the US, UK, and me being in Germany. And uh, on the other hand, there's uh, you know, politics, economics, and so on, which I also uh, teach. Uh, which is also uh, helpful for understanding the world. Uh, sometimes it c can lead to even more confusion, <laughs> but it's uh, all it's part of the game, right? So, um, yeah, what I got to know, uh, especially in the work environment, as a teacher, uh, from the perspective of, the, of a teacher, um, it's often um, depending on uh, very personal ideas about how the world should be. Uh, of course, there's like an ethos, um, you, know, you know, loving your uh, student in terms of you know, making them capable of um, you know, being their uh, own person, being 
um, yeah, self-reliant and, um, you know, as I said, comfortable in this world and being knowledgeable and uh, yeah, leveraging their lives in into something better. And uh, for me, this is personally very inspiring. But of course, I also see uh, there are people who are just going there and you know, doing their job. Uh, I often hear complaints uh, from other students like uh, you know, this colleague of yours, you know, he's not doing a great job at this or that, uh, or there's like an overall problem. And um, at the same time, I think you know, if if you uh, we we don't really have that much of a of a management, right? Uh, we do have some internal management, which is uh, you know, very uh, kind of we we are not that many people uh, above one hundred, uh, so everybody knows each other. But then there's. Um, the official side, uh, which is uh, also soaked into politics and also the current politics of uh, the current term. So this always, uh, where I live, it's quite stable, but in uh, some parts of Germany, it's always changing. So you always have a um, changing work environment. And uh, what I get, uh, especially for the older uh, colleagues, they don't like change, right? Uh, and uh, of course, this is understandable. The more, uh, you know, the older you get, uh, the more comfortable you are with uh, all you've done in the uh, last decades, and you're always at the same uh, place. And um, what I, I came to appreciate with Tesla was uh, you know, just jumping right into the chaos, right? And uh, being uncomfortable, uh, being comfortable, being uncomfortable that way. So. Uh, that's something uh, I personally hold as a um, yeah, as my uh, credo, you could say, or some personal belief. But uh, yeah, I also see a hard problem um, creating that kind of environment, um, especially since you're uh, constantly dealing with uh, you know like micro politics, and there are all these students who are in the classes. They also develop their kinds of uh, different uh, yeah, individual personalities. Clicks, yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah. like a, a constant struggle, but uh, with Tesla and Father, uh, what you shared, and uh, also Joe Justice, what he talked about, you know, having an inside view of a company like this, and really uh, also helped me to um, yeah, amplify my uh, core belief about you know enabling people in the world. Yes. And at the same time, uh, yeah, just loving the job, loving the chaos, uh, loving to own everything, right? I, I'm uh, doing more and more side jobs, <laughs> you could say, uh, within the school. I'm more responsible for this and that. Um, and uh, most people are like, you know, leave me alone with that. I, I'm just, you know, I'm fine. You know, Give me that. I, I like to uh, share some ideas, try things out. If they don't work, uh, we'll try it differently next time. And uh, I think this is very... How do you feel doing that? How do you feel doing that? What do you mean? How do you feel? So is it something have you have you found yourself uh, in an improved mood or, or ha has your uh, has it given you any confidence in any way? Like, how do you feel before doing that? And after doing that, has there been any changes to you as a person? Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I do feel uh, comfortable now doing this, especially uh, since, for example, you with this one uh, video uh, you shared, uh, which was also highly inspiring for me, uh, where you uploaded uh, like a 28 minute video uh, or a recorded session, unedited, uh, which yeah. also was published like a few days <laughs> earlier, right? And you're like, you here I am. This is who I am, right? And yeah. uh, I'm just doing my best. Best, and I, I think, uh, well, yes, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. That's life, right? That's life. Yeah. And uh, this is what I try to 
uh, instill into the students or just show that this is there uh, in the world, uh, that somebody is putting himself uh, out there without um, you know being so held back by you know, what does this person think or that person think. And it just mm-hmm. uh, makes you know, overall working so much easier and just a breeze. And I, I love being there. Of course, I do have my family as well, so I need to uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, share Balance. time with them as well. <laughs> Balance. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, I'm also like, you know, I could work here for many hours. I sometimes say, uh, you know, I can't believe they are paying me for doing this. I want to, my family to be safe and, and uh, you know, have enough uh, food on the table and so on. Right, but uh, right. it's just amazing. But yeah. just to add for, for one more uh, sentence. I'm also doing a kind of uh, spiritual uh, journey uh, with an ancient uh, Indian, uh, you could say philosophy, but it's just a a spiritual practice of uh, knowing that uh, it is all good, right? It is all one. We are all shared uh, in this experience of the universe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just takes the pain and all the um, suffering from it. And you just flow with life. And Mm -hmm. this is on a personal level. Yeah, nice that's great. Nice one. It ignites your passion even more for teaching and that as well. Yeah, exactly. All the challenges <laughs> that get thrown to you. Right. So Maybe. yeah, let me let, let, let me contribute to that, guys. So yeah, right. So um, so so to just to, to set as you say, if I was there to set the stage. Right. So I'm I'm going to describe to you briefly sort of my working experience over the over the the last sort of couple of decades plus. Right. Sort of entering the working world as a typical administrative assistant type person in a computer training company. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I sort of stumbled on the ability to dabble with Excel one day, right? So um, I think I, I came from a, a direction of wondering whether I, whether I, what direction I wanted to go in and, and really wasn't terribly sure about it and sort of landed in, landed in a role one day. Mm. And uh, uh, my manager... At, at one point sort of handed me this spreadsheet and said, well, there's a few thousand rows of, of data on it with intermittent blank rows. And it just said, look, just get rid of all the blank rows. And he thought I'm going to sit down and I'm going to spend four days clicking and deleting every the blank rows. But because I've been like playing around with. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. so I've been playing around with uh, macros and a few little things here. So I've tried, yeah. all right, let's just try and, do something here. Let's try and, you know, let's try and create something. Let's try and, you know, uh, step out of the norm here for a minute and uh, ran this thing to just delete all of the rows, right? And sort of a half an hour later, went back to my manager's desk and said, I think it's done. Could you just check your email? And of course, the way his eyes popped when he saw this, I thought, oh, there's a niche, right? And for the last, up till now, I have been just becoming more and more of an Excel type VBA SQL data analyst type of person, you know, and um, I I subsequently came over to the UK uh, sort of about 16 years ago and sort of, again, just sort of fell into the contract market. Uh, And uh, especially in the finance sector, there just seemed to be a lot of contracts available for, for certain skill sets. And it's just allowed me to just, build on this skill on this skill set and every time mm-hmm. i come across a problem it's a data problem it's a business process problem it's some sort of issue I, I constantly go back to the data source i constantly i'm constantly asking to just can i see the data can i you know can i can i analyze the situation from a data perspective 
see the gaps, see the problems, see the issues, and then prototype ways to 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 solve those issues. And I find that quite I, I find that personally quite 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 satisfying to 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 quickly move towards these type of solutions within the mm. contracting world. Um, now it's ups and downs. You know the way a typical contract goes. Uh, if if you if you land an interview, okay, great, and you're going to wait a week or two. They might say yes, great, come on board, great. It, you 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 get a, a big high from this this inclusion into the situation, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, then of course a few weeks in, you realize right, there's a problem here, and there's usually a problem when they when they when they tender out for contractors. There's usually an issue that needs to be solved, and when right. you come face to face with that issue, that's when it gets tough. And then you just see if you can get over that go get over that hump, and then prove prove your worth well enough to the client to maybe uh, extend extend your contract for a bit further and that sort of thing. And so you yep. go on that that's the kind of roller coaster ride you go on in the contracting world, you know, just by co to compare with. But I do yep. remember in uh, in 2020 when I first sort of stumbled on uh, on knowledge of uh, SpaceX, Starlink, Tesla. And just realizing that this is real and it's happening and it's actually incredible, um, I, I got quite depressed. I just thought, you know what? I just want to be a janitor for SpaceX. I don't care. You know, <laughs> if I can if I can scrub the floors for, for in, in a SpaceX men's room, I'm I'm done because then I know I'm adding to something that is great, right? As opposed to yeah many situations which you can land in where you just know that, you, that you, you're in a you're in a client or an employer that is choked with with politics and and um uh, and red tape and you're just anything you try to do is just going to get shot down and you just you're yeah. not going to get anywhere so you're decentivized you know and i think which is a situation that many people experience you know and it's like yes. how yeah. to get how, how to get out of that without just wishing you could just be working at tesla you know mm -hmm. Yeah, which that's sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's cool. Go, go for it. No, I I was gonna say like that is the that is the million dollar question to really solve for unhappiness to me is that there there is a lot of folks out there that I think are in a situation where either knowingly or unknowingly and and the COVID thing I think also brought this to light even harder. Because I think it gave people a chance to sit down and then they were remote for a while. At least a lot a lot of them are still are, I think. And they're like, holy crap, like my life is so much better now, now that I, I have more time to do the things that I like. And then there's a, and then this question comes up of, okay, so then why am I putting myself through this stuff of like going to this job I don't like, uh, probably getting paid less than I think I'm deserved. Uh, you know, hitting these roadblocks constantly, which lower my mood. Then I come home and I'm already exhausted and mentally drained. So I don't have the effort to do the things that I love. And then everything, and because of that, I'm putting everything off for the weekend. And then on the weekend, I have all these errands to run because during the week, I'm freaking exhausted from dealing with this job. Like there's so many different implications that come from this sort of like, like thing. And what's super interesting about like the Tesla SpaceX uh, situation where now you have this company that's sort of showing an alternate way of running a large corporation where it's like, hey, like there is a chance here. Like, uh, like why does every company have, why, why do most companies have to feel unfulfilling? You know, that becomes a question. Why do most large companies feel unfulfilling? Why do most jobs feel unfulfilling? And then I think that's the question. That's the question. Why is that? 
Is that because there's just not enough jobs out there that are uh, meant to inspire, that are mission driven, that uh, people have a have a connection to? On my channel, we did a, like an experiment. We're like, okay, imagine we're opening a pet store. Could we not come yet. up with a mission statement? that is like Tesla's that is for the pet store that's going to inspire people that are working there to give it their all, you know? And we struggled a little bit. We're like, I don't know, we're, we're here to, you know, kind of give a, a, a pet, you know, the, 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 the animals that make people's lives so much better, we're here to ensure that they're around for as long as humanly possible. And like that becomes like our mission for the pet store existing and then okay so then how do you market that and blah 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 that becomes a different question right but yeah it's it's i think i think the this is like one of the underlying really interesting things to watch for with the tesla spacex Neuralink, all these other companies that he's creating is that it's not he's not just revolu revolutionizing elon in this case uh those technologies but he's revolutionizing what it, what it means to work at a company He's revolutionizing what it means to feel fulfilled and to have a culture that allows people to really feel fulfilled. And I, that is what I'm most interested in. Like mm -hmm. how, 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 <laughs> how can we make yeah. this happen yeah. everywhere? Like how that, can we make this happen everywhere? And that, yeah, exactly that. And that, that you can, that you don't need to sort of like, like I was at 2020, just wishing uh, that, that uh, if I, if I can't get a job at SpaceX or Tesla, then life's not worth living kind of thing, but rather exactly where you are, where you are right now, even if you're stuck in the worst, most bureaucratic, uh, uh polit politics riddled situation, you can actually begin to figure out what are the ways to make your, your, your immediate vocation actually enjoyable. At yeah. least in the sense that it, it can start to build momentum in a direction that leads towards something that is that interests you more, instead of feeling it's a dead end. So I may as well just stay miserable about it, you know. And yeah. just, so it, it, I think it also boils down to uh, kind of giving up your own ego, right? Uh, being uh, selfless in, in a sense, um, where you're seeing, uh, like, especially with Tesla and uh, SpaceX, uh, this is doing it for humanity, all of humanity. And I think yeah. it can really help uh, to you know, take yourself less uh, seriously and uh, see what part you're playing in the uh, bigger scope of uh, all humanity. And also uh, a person like uh, you know, working in a, at, a, at a pet shop, uh, they're also contrib uh, contributing to uh, the overall well-being of people. And but, you know, for seeing that from this perspective, uh, it really needs like the uh, kind of management uh, inspiration uh, to instill that broad view into your uh, people. Yeah. And we also have like a comment uh, from uh, the every uh, ever clear boy. Uh, I think it gets down to the basics uh, for most people. They just want to feel valued, uh, like they matter to the company and they are important to its success. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Also adding to it, of course. And Listen, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. a, a great idea as well. But also having like a very broad perspective, like all humanity, right? What's the maximum yeah. potential you can uh, give to all humanity? And especially in recent times, uh, or what I'm getting, for, especially from US politics, it's so divisive, right? Mm. And oh, yeah. it's going crazy, yeah. with, especially with social media. And I think it's harder and harder for people to notice this. And, you know, ba back in the day, like uh, one or 200 years ago, there was often like uh, God, it was, you know, doing it for the Lord. Uh, you know, I'm serving as part of uh, 
his it's or her like uh, a religious incentive yeah yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. it's because god is a uh, um benevolent to all uh, of, of its creatures um you're like serving for uh, all of it and uh, i think especially with falling from belief or religion in the last uh, couple of hundred years uh, it becomes more and more about you know, your own family or your own point of view especially if you're just alone uh, on your own this world and it's uh, terrifying i think to most people and that's why they don't really feel a purpose and if, if i'm just doing it for myself you know what am i doing this for uh, yeah. uh, all especially since i'm not enjoying it right i'm doing yeah. it for me and i'm not even enjoying it it's like uh, a really hard problem yeah. i think Father, you you really uh, found like quite the uh, essence of it uh with your thoughts about uh, really inspiring it uh, i think uh, it's great you're uh constantly trying to poke your guests and everybody at it uh so yeah. we can kind of uh, unpack this uh, mystery it's important. I mean, it's it's really important because I, I really think that is how you create the next generation of civilization. Like, we need people yeah. that are happy. Like, we can't mm. keep going along this route of just a bunch of miserable people, like, living for the weekend, buying things and wasting their money on crap that's not going to make them happy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's yeah, another thing that, that mm. comes to mind, too, is like, okay, so, like, I think half the equation is companies out there that are unfulfilling but then the other half of the equation is i think they have a, there's a lot of human beings that are trying to fill that gap in happiness with material things and and they you know most of the people especially in developed countries in the united states i'm going to use that as an example 50 percent of the population is paycheck to paycheck like mm. they literally live paycheck to paycheck you, mm. you really think you're going to have a great life if you're living paycheck to paycheck probably not you're probably constantly thinking about your own survival you know, yeah. and you're working at a company mm. that you don't like, most likely, mm. and then you're spending that money that you're earning on things to try to make you happy. And these things are just things, you know, it's just it's like compounded. It's, it's such a, exactly. It's a compounding thing. And, and, it, and, and like my head goes to, okay, like we need to actually solve this to be able to fully mm. go into the next, uh, like civilization 2.0, like to okay. actually get to a point where people are truly, that are as fortunate as I am. And as fortunate yeah. as other people are that have gotten to experience what it actually means to work for something that's important and to be in a situation where you're really, really happy with what you have. Like, I couldn't be happier. In my, like, I am so freaking lucky with what yeah. I have. Like, how can we yeah. expand that pool of people? Fulfillment yeah. in, the, in the work is one and ensuring that people really do things that make them happy is the other. And those are yeah. the two variables I think that I, I'm trying to figure out how to solve for. I have no freaking idea. It's what a real I'm challenge. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's a real challenge. I, I mean, you think, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I mean, you, if you think about the um, pe- people, are not not just disincentivized, they're just disinterested. Uh, it's like um, the the sort of the the fud wave, you know, uh, in, mm. in 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 media media in general. And if you open a conversation with someone and you start out positively about, wow, Tesla's cool, and you know, you should check it out, and they, you often find the conversation may, may turn t- towards that very sort of negativized kind of view of all corporates and all uh, um, endeavors, you know, as being something that's, that's just un- uninspiring. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to, uh, to try and encourage people to just, just think a little more about it. Just, just, just spend, just spend another 10 minutes on, on, on consuming a little bit more material and, you know, just, don't be shy to apply your own mind to, to yeah, exactly. your own common sense to, to try to right, just exactly. rec- recognize the FUD out there, recognize it in yourself as well, you know, and just to try and just challenge it. 
challenge something. If you say, oh, yeah, but all companies are bad. Well, that's a great statement we can hold in our minds. And if you challenge it, you might think, okay, hang on. Maybe maybe some good things do happen in the world. And you kind of start start the wheels, yeah, start the cogs momentum. turning. Yeah, to, yeah, and and getting and then eventually start getting involved in conversations very much like this one. And uh, um, interesting word that uh, from that from that comment just now, Julian. Uh, value, it, it it sticks in my mind that there's a and and what you're saying as well, Fazan, massively is the difference between value adding and taking a wage, basically. Mm. Is that mm -hmm. oh, how often is it we we just mesh the two together and say, well. I'm earning a salary, but but how often is it we sit down and actually really ponder our day-to-day -day efforts for our client or our employer and wonder uh, is there a is there a value there? Are, 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 you know, is there a reason for us to be valued by our mm. employer or by our client? Uh, in other words, are we adding value or are we just sort of shuffling some papers and then just taking a wage and then thereby mm. making ourselves even more unhappy? essentially and yeah. Uh, so yeah it's a very very thought provoking and yeah you know. yeah uh, just uh, jumping in on that uh, so what, what i think uh, which is also the part why claude and i started this channel uh, is especially you father uh, you doing this right and you're adding value uh, inviting people just putting the link into the comments you know jump in uh, join for the conversation share your thoughts uh, especially if you got opposing thoughts and, and this is uh, for me personally so inspiring uh, really shows how you can uh, yeah just leverage the overall community as such and um, even uh, you know, maybe this is a, a interesting question to you Fazit. Uh, somebody uh, recently commented uh, on your video uh, that it's just talking about talking right uh, mm. you're talking about Andre Kapathy leaving uh, uh, and this was talked about in some uh, news outlets or um, you know, what do you think about that criticism that it's not value adding at least for this one comment that i saw that's okay i mean that's they, they have every right to feel that way you know if they feel like this sort of conversation is not a value add for them great i'm, I'm completely okay with that. i think that's the beautiful thing about having people being able to add their um sort of piece of their of of the of the ideas that are out there or their piece of the feelings that are out there towards a the conversation great i mean i you know, I, I will challenge that and say, I think there is a huge gap in true open conversation about topics generally. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a platform that I that I'm familiar with, and I'm using that to really try to get people comfortable and sharing as many ideas as they feel comfortable sharing, in the hopes of harvesting a uh, 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 sort of a, an understanding with humans that says it's okay to just speak your mind. It's okay to just come on and just say what you feel. And it's okay for us to sit down and talk about those ideas in hopes, you know, for the Tesla community, in hopes to really understand where we're going as a company and as a mission to see if this all still makes sense. But more broadly, it's let's just sit down and talk. Like, we don't talk enough. And if people are like, well, you're just talking about talking, my, my challenge would be like, okay, but I feel like we don't do that enough because all, all I see is fighting. All I see... Like that person criticizing me for doing that is cool, yeah. but that's all that's happening right now. It's just people criticizing people. We're not actually sitting down and talking about things. Yeah. Just and destructive so that would be my debating. To that comment. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, again, point. I'm not going to say that this person is a bad person for doing that. They have every right to say that. And I'm glad that they came out and had the, had the, you know, they, yeah, they could feel free to do that. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy for them. I disagree. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it, yeah, it, invi- you know? it invites a, a healthier, more constructive form of debating. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, if, and if yeah. that person feels comfortable coming on and challenging that directly with me, I would love for them to come on and do that because that that is truly in the spirit of what we're trying to do with that with that open conversation is yes. that we're really just trying to sit down and share ideas together. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how like how long I don't care how how negative of an opinion you have towards what I'm working yeah. on or what I'm doing. As long as you're respectful and are willing to come on and have that conversation, I will talk to you all day long. I will literally talk yeah. to you for 24 hours straight. Yeah. I really, I don't judge you as a person. It's an idea. It's a thought. Let's talk about exactly. it. Exactly. That's that. what I mentioned. It's egoless, right? You, you don't have exactly. that much of an ego. You you don't need to defend it. It's yeah. just yeah. being open. And uh, I also try to uh, on Twitter uh, to write to some. Uh, Tesla Q people, and they're yeah. often just walking off. Uh, it was like say, the one guy was saying, you know, uh, I don't talk to people uh, from a group of people who are sending death threats to others. And, and then he sent me this uh, news uh, where some Tesla fans, uh, some idiots, you know, send a death threat to somebody from a fan of another car brand or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was just, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, this uh, Tesla Q person or Tesla Bear, was whatever you call him or her um is like uh you know i I don't want to talk to you and i I was trying to be inclusive and saying hey come on uh why not have a talk and uh, let's share ideas uh but you know they were so uh in defense and it's really hard getting them Uh, i'm following several of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's weird it's tribalism you know it's 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 just an odd form of tribalism that has uh like it talks to the human condition a little bit as to how like Unless we are willing to remove our ego, or we default to tribalism, and there you can find tribalism in everything. You can try, you know, car makers. You can find tribalism on the type of paper you use. You know, I hate, you know, white stock forty two freaking whatever. You know, like there's people that are passionate it's about paper. Worst. I don't know if you guys ever watched yeah. The Office. You know, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Version. Dwight Schrute. Love he loves paper and he hates yeah. staples. You know, they're competitors. So. Um, <laughs> It, yeah. But it's weird. I mean, it's it's weird, and and that's that's that is maybe naively. That's what I'm trying to solve for. Is I'm trying to solve for that. that ultimately, yeah. is that is what I'm trying to solve for by really introducing a community aspect, and what you guys are doing as well, which is phenomenal, is introducing yeah. that community aspect yeah. with the hopes of like anybody come on. Like I hope Tesla yeah. Q comes on. Just don't be, yeah. don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Just be respectful. Let's have an actual conversation. You know, yeah. you think that Tesla's going to ba- go bankrupt that because they're fraudulent? Okay, let's talk about it. What exactly about their financials is fraudulent? What exactly about their actions are fraudulent? What exactly about yeah. Elon is fraudulent? Let's go through it. Let's sit down. Oh, they're, they're going to run out of uh, competition. going to come and destroy them. Okay, great. Let's sit down and analyze that. Okay, why do you think that? Who are the competitors? What do they have over Tesla? What is Tesla lacking? What does that look like in the next two years? What does it look like in the in a, in a, in event of a recession? Like, these are discussions that are super helpful. And I'm not trying to convert those people. I'm not trying to say, yo, Tesla Q, you, like, you got it wrong. I'm just trying to get it all out there so we can talk about it. And maybe I'll learn something. Maybe I'm like, oh, crap. Maybe I'm not looking at this correctly. 
I'm confident that that's not going to be the case because I'm confident in my research, but yeah, I'm yeah, happy to sure. sit down and have that discussion to really get the ideas out there, you know? And I don't know if you guys saw this conversation with uh, Drew and Emmett and Matt on the Good Soil channel where they brought on. So Drew is on the camp that he thinks that Tesla is going to have a really hard problem with competition and margins, especially in the longer term. Uh, yeah. And Ammon and Matt are obviously on the camp of, hey, we think Tesla is going to be a dominant force. And for an hour and a half, they sat down and they talked about their ideas openly. I'm like, thank God, like nice. how much we need so much more of this. And yeah. huge props to Emmett and Matt for doing that. That is what we're that's what that's what we need. That's exactly. what we need. less tribalism, more discussion, more open ideas. And if yes. we can use this platform to, to use that as a, as a linchpin to get this going, great. Hopefully we can do this for everything, you know, exactly, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, to just, I could not approve more. Yeah, to yeah. dissolve that, dissolve that kind of there's a there's a there's a lot of sort of fear-based propaganda. I, I tend to, to to call it in in my in my own um, uh, description of it, and it's a yeah, it's a it's sort of ingrained in the corporate structure. Uh, you know, the traditional corporate world is very much of a um, ego-based and uh, you know extremely embarrassing to make a small mistake and very 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 mm. high pressure um and a, a lot of strain on presenting well as opposed to not as opposed to delivering value That's a great point. Uh, it, it yeah it's it, and to to dispel that to start to dispel that for people who are very um uh, sort of steeped in the in that in that paradigm is yeah it's a, very very interesting and very refreshing hopefully hopefully refreshing challenge to consider yeah, yeah. but yeah I, th um, I think the word you use there of like uh of coming across as polished versus actually bringing value is so much of our world right now so much of our world i agree and it's it's almost like a cancer to be completely mm. honest because yeah. that is the quickest way to a civilization going to shit it's when you yeah. have everybody pretending or appearing as if they know what they're doing you know and yes, i can use yes. countless politicians to that i can draw that to is like hey like what are you actually doing except sounding really good like i don't know yeah. what you're doing yes. you know what i'm saying so this yes. can be applied to so many different things and it, it speaks to the human psychology of like hey like people People, uh, they, our default mode, especially if we're in a world where, again, paycheck to paycheck, we're worried about yes. our own survival. We are, our uh, time to actually sit down and research things in depth is so limited that if something sounds good and it looks good, we are like, yep, I trust that person. But like, but those people know that <laughs> and they're using that to really yeah. get those people on their side. That That is a recipe for disaster. That's yeah, a recipe for disaster, you know, and goes back to the whole way of like how Tesla runs a company as a cultural thing where everything's open and everybody's empowered to make it a, a challenge or make make something happen how can we how can we figure out how to make that so that everybody on planet earth can feel empowered to contribute to humanity in an honest way and in a yes. way that's improving and that it's egoless is that we can sit down and truly have conversations about how to move everything forward for all of us in some Indeed. way shape or form so Indeed. again, it might be a very naive, like stupid thought, but I, well, I don't know. Uh, you I know, think it's worth exploring. Uh, I, I, I've, I, I, I'm sure we've probably, probably many of us have found it in various situations that um, honesty in the corporate world is not always the best policy. You know, and this is a, this is a big irony because a company like Tesla, 
And, and Tesla's not the only one of its kind. It is a leader, but there are others who, who will adopt and probably many who already have qualities that promote an on, a, a policy of honesty. And right. it's, it's, I mean, yeah, they, uh, I, I'm sure there are situations where so-and-so says, oh, but it's wrong. Yeah, but don't say that to the boss because he'll fire you and, you know, that kind mm. of thing. And it's like uh, that kind of pressure uh, adds to that group think, that, that, uh, that sort of world-destroying type of group think. And it's, uh, um, sure, there may be some situations where you might be honest about an opinion. And, yes, you may be at the time be reporting into a manager or someone who, who will give you grief for, for, for just being for, for just uh, standing on honest grounds but that won't always be the case you it'll actually do you a favor to sort of step out of a situation which is perhaps not so healthy and make and, and then open up opportunity to find a situation which perhaps is better for you as a person who wants to be exactly. honest about your situation and exactly. so, so often we're also programmed to think that the job you've got is all you've got and if you don't hold so on to it and and sell your moral code to to you know to to fulfill that role um even though you know you're not it's there's not it's not about value it's just about presentation um actually you know challenge it try to push back a little bit and you just then don't yeah. even bother to go up and bang on your manager's jaw door just just challenge it in your own mind you know to just say well hang that's on, where the this, condition of a that's where the condition of human human comfort comes into play, right? So why don't people challenge? It's because they're comfortable with the payment, the paycheck they're getting, and they don't want to ruffle the feathers because that means change, yes. right? Mm, so exactly. and it goes back to that. So then it becomes exactly. in my head that, that becomes like a okay, how how does humanity, how does the majority of humanity go away from not liking change to liking change and are are willing to risk their situation because i don't even know if this is really risk is you're opening doors for yourself when you do that i i would challenge that. it's not a risk if anything it's a benefit um but how do we change that risk mindset and turn it into a benefit mindset with knowing that change is going to be positive you know it's going to require work yes. you know it's going to yes. but, but but again you talk about the environmental factors how do people get comfortable with change they have to be happy with the situation they're in if they're already in a situation that's super stressful the last thing they want to do is like add another potential st stress lever, especially yeah. when they're viewing that move as a risk. You know, yeah. it's it's this <laughs> it's crazy. It's there's so much complexity <laughs> to this thing, but it yeah. really speaks to it speaks to why what Tesla has done from a culture perspective is so unique, and why there's so few like the, the fact that there's so few companies that are where people are able to say, "I love what I do," "I love what I do." It, there's so few people that say that. And it's it's yeah yeah we got to figure yeah. out how to solve it. Well, there's something yeah. there's something that stands out in my head that uh, very strongly with 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 Tesla and it's it's the it's the it's like one great big simplification exercise, you know. And to mm. simplify the approach of simplification, the approach of and I know uh, uh, no part is the best part, and, and I, I totally appreciate right. the sentiment behind that 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 concept is. It's a, it's a simplify. Yeah, I, I'd like to add uh, this comment here at this moment, uh, if yeah. you're fine with it, from yeah, Tesla sure. Fix, who's also running a channel uh, on Tesla, uh, which is great. I highly recommend it. Uh, he, he's also German. Uh, he He's uh, of course on this channel as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fazad, you were interviewed by him as well, right? Uh, like, yeah. if, if you, I think you were his first interview. <laughs> it's amazing that I you do this. 
to give him like awesome. a great start uh, with a okay. star. <laughs> Jan's the man. Yeah. So uh, he said uh, the co compliance handbook of uh, VW is very restrictive. It, it's just restrictions, 30 pages. Tesla's ha anti-handbook handbook <laughs> is four pages and the opposite. Right. right? That's, true. That's what Claude handbook Yes, and that's true. That's a great addition here, and uh, every uh, clear boy also added. Uh, people seem to have forgotten that communication included using your voice and your ears, right? Both right, ways. So, um, yeah, yeah, listening is so important and understanding what's being said. So, so many people look for an opportunity to just talk and to just say yeah. their piece when they're not really. I have one of my really good friends drives me nuts sometimes because he does this i'll be like talking to him about something specific and i can just see he's thinking about what he wants to say I'm like bro are you even listening are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth like you have to just rebuttal what i'm saying don't like think of something like where to take the conversation so you can win the point like yeah. so many people think that way you know yeah yeah it's interesting contentious constantly yes. contentious yeah yeah, I, I think uh, what we're doing with the, this channel and also your channel, obviously, is uh, promoting that openness. And to also by doing this, you're showing people what is possible, right? And I think this yeah. is um, also leveraging the internet as such. And especially with uh, Starlink, uh, which Claude is uh, talking to us uh, uh, through. Yeah, uh, Starlink from here, yeah, coming to you from Starlink. Yeah. All right. Through Starlink. I was wondering what that beam was coming from the ceiling <laughs> down to my computer. Yes, okay. that's, that's red. <laughs> laser eyes coming up yeah. yes <laughs> so, uh, you know, just having the internet and accessible for uh, people all around the world and uh, the more so you see into a conversation like this yes yeah, yeah people, people too, used yeah. to be very limited to their physical environment right yeah. uh, and now they got the possibility to jump on a conversation with us from Europe, uh, UK, you know, uh, USA, uh, we could have people from China uh, or you know, within the woods of uh, the Amazon or something, right? Uh, this is possible uh, with the and the, uh, yeah, Starlink technology, for example. And uh, I think the internet just creates some kind of uh, you know, openness to it. Of course, social media and its incentives are uh, sometimes the opposite, <laughs> where they're using it uh, to create like echo chambers. Um, but um, there's also the opportunity to break through them, right? And uh, I think it boils down to communication and education about that and knowing that this is possible or this, this is happening to you, right? Uh, I, as a teacher, also uh, tell that to my students, like, uh, you know, when you're social media, you get sucked into a bubble and you're into this tribalism, uh, as you mentioned before. And uh, you know, knowing about that enables you to get a step out of it if you're uh, fine with it, right? And even just a small step can lead towards something really great uh, eventually. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree. Uh, real quick, I just want to give you a heads up. I, I got a text. I, I have a hard cut off in about 20 minutes. Just so you right, guys know. Just so you guys That's, are aware. Apologies thanks, for that. Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Just wanted to add one more comment here. Uh, yeah. I think there will be companies in the future run by CEOs who take the positives from Tesla and avoid the negative. Uh, I've become a fan of Ryan Melzer uh, because he's stated this objective. All right. Nice one. Nice one. That's that's uh, also alluding to what you said Fazit, before with the uh, idea that there will be many uh, companies being created by people who uh, now got you know, probably like some millions uh, on their uh, deposits and uh, can really start and use this money for good uh, of all humanity. 
Right. All right. So uh, seeing the time, uh, I'd like to pivot to uh, some more um, personal career questions uh, of yours. Mm. Um, sure. So uh, this is th these are some questions by Don, who, who couldn't make it to the call, unfortunately. Sure. So yeah. if you could turn back uh, time, would you work uh, again at Tesla? And what would you do differently this time? So turning back oh, like man. five years, uh, it started. Nice one. Mm. So, so the question is, if I were to go back five years from now, would I work at Tesla again? Is that the yes, question? Yes, and what would you do and differently? what would I do differently? So hell yeah, yeah I would, 100%. If I've never worked at Tesla, would I work at Tesla again? Yes, 100%. And then what I would do different, um, that's such a good question. Um, let's see. So one of the things I, I really learned during my time at Tesla was uh, what it really taught me is um, confidence confidence and it taught me that messing up or failing is part of the discovery process and it's crucial it's crucial so what i would do different is that from day one i would uh have confidence in the fact that i will learn by getting in there and being as brave as possible when implementing changes because Tesla as a company encourages folks to try the crazy stuff. Like the, what the hell are you doing? Are you sure that's gonna work? <laughs> Numbers say probably, so let's do it. You know, so like that sort of mentality. So I would I would do that from day one. Now there was maybe like, maybe like a three to six month period when I first started where I still had sort of that old way of thinking of like, you know, corporate, I gotta be super measured. I have to be careful. Like I was very hesitant with certain things, and they have really the the great confidence that I that I do now when it comes to problem solving. And you know, I, I hope you know it can be seen on my channel. Like I'm changing stuff all the time. Like I'm just like I just do whatever. Yeah. I just yeah. do. Yeah. I don't care. Like I just it's do it. Like amazing. what's the worst that's gonna happen? You know, YouTube's yeah. gonna like close me down. Great. I'll I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, gotcha. that sort of mentality. Um, I would have cultivated it maybe three to six months earlier because Tesla has a compounding effect for every, I believe for every year you work there, it's like four years anywhere else. So those three to six months of trial and error and being a little bit more confident when it came to making changes would have had the effect of say two years worth of confidence building. You know, it's almost like a pressure cooker. Like stuff happens faster there. Oh, okay. um, mm -hmm. And maybe I'll think about it more because that's the first thing that came to mind because that's such a good question. But that's one of the big ones is like I would I would be less afraid to try more things and be confident in the fact that I would learn more from those things than any sort of punishment or negative that would come from those things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just came to my mind that uh, there was a study what people often say at their deathbed, and they talk about what they regret, not that what mm. uh, what they are proud about. Yes. Proud of. Mm. And uh, I think this is uh, exactly kind of a right. there, right? It's yeah. usually the things you didn't the things you didn't try. Usually, yeah. it turn out turn out that way. Yeah, yeah. you regret them for all your life. Sometimes it's you uh, had an idea, <laughs> you didn't kind of yeah. give it a go. I hope even I'm not it, in my deathbed like. <laughs> I'm in my death, but I'm like, man, I wish I would have put that process in. Oh man, I wish I would have done this thing in the album. Like, I hope that doesn't yeah, but, happen. But for that, no, no, pro, no, no process is the best process. So, so. that's right. That's true. That's true. So the fact that it doesn't even exist, we're good. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. So, uh, what is your best 10 minutes in your career at Tesla? Oh, man. Another really good question. So, the thing that comes vividly to mind, this was um, year, like, two and a half. I was there for about two and a half years. And there was a... Uh, a leader that was in place who who was extremely good at getting stuff done, but he was really stubborn, really stubborn from the sense of like everything had to be done his way as much as humanly possible. And pushing back was always a gigantic challenge because you needed an out like a truly outsized data set or thing example that proves why he's wrong. And over time, he learned. You know, over time, he learned that, hey, it, because of what happened here. So this is what I did. This is what I did. And this is somebody who's uh, who was basically one step removed from reporting to Elon. Uh, I'll keep his uh, so intimidating name, uh, anonymous. But uh, it, 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 he was for a little bit. And then right. uh, after a little while, I'm like, why am I intimidating of this, uh, intimidating of this guy? Like, this guy's clearly going that wrong the, down the wrong path. I'm going to try something. So this is what I did. So a lot of people would call me a, a moron for doing this, but it worked out. So he had very, and this is with me and my 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 super close work partner from the company. His name's Greg. Uh, just him and I just did so many cool things together. But it was sort of like a joint effort, and it was kind of his idea. But he had, but I'm like, I'll take it. And I'm like, the moron. I'm like, man, I should have let him do it because this was painful. But I'm glad I did it. So there was some very clear. Uh, um, there was an ask to do uh, a quality thing we were doing in the warehouse. So we were ensuring that um, things were always going out 100% uh, of the time accurately. And But the process that this leader was forcing us to do was extremely manual, so much so that the net number of things we would do with this quality s step put in place was worse than the net number of good things we would have shipped out even with the errors. So the net number of good things going out came down, but he was dead set on getting that accuracy number 100%. And I'm like, dude, I get what you're trying to do, but if you're overall shipping less good things, this mm -hmm. this is dumb. Like, this mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. And he was like, mm -hmm. too bad, do it. <laughs> and so we didn't do it. So we did something instead. So I came up with a process that essentially automated that accuracy step using some tools that I created in SQL and in other places that instead of us forcing the manual step on the human to get done, we got flagged of the problem areas with a prediction of the system saying, hey, there's probably something wrong here. So, and then what we did by that, we opened up the ability to have the bandwidth we always, we always had or the throughput to get stuff through the system but um, but we had the system in place now that would flag us that say, hey, somebody needs to go here. So we created a team that was basically reactionary to these things, like one or two people, and then they just went to these things. And what ended up happening is that this was working perfectly. And uh, a few days after we implemented this, uh, our leader came in and he's like, okay, how is the accuracy thing going that I put in place? And I'm like, we're not doing that. This is what we're doing instead. And he was like, excuse me, what did you say? And like with a meeting full of people, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't work. Like uh, we have to put in something else because we think this is better. And it's like, okay, show us then. And literally in front of like a group of 50 people, I did a live presentation on the thing that we built from scratch. And he freaking kept trying to poke holes. Like, why is it doing this? Why is it doing this? And then by the end of it, he's like, huh, okay, yeah, this is better. Okay, everybody do what they're doing. And I'm like, yes, awesome. yes, awesome. yes. <laughs> oh my God, it felt so good.
Amazing. Oh, it felt, dude, I can't. And, and I was literally shitting my pants as this whole thing was going because <laughs> yeah. we're in front of all these leaders and, and this guy's like literally because we openly said we're not going to do what they're telling us to do because we think it's wrong. And that's one beautiful thing about Tesla is that you do have the ability to do that. You know, you do have, but, but it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. And you yeah. better get it yeah. right. You better yeah. get it right. And we did. And awesome. that, I think that was a highlight. That was one highlight of my career. And then the other one was uh, just real quick, while our leader was on leave for a few months, I led uh, a part of the distribution network and we were able to get to a point where we were, we were more efficient than ever. And we were able to sit down and really uh, implement changes in there uh, that, that were born out of the things that we were doing. And uh, so that was like, I had like a stint as a, as I was basically running a part of the distribution network. And uh, it was, that was awesome too. That was super cool. Awesome. Uh, so many, so many highlights, but those two stick, those two stick out. Yeah. Thank you. Very insightful yeah. and all to the culture, right? Uh, I have like anxiety but... talking about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's the man. Mike's a part yeah. of our channel. Nice one, Mike. Good yes. Stuff, and, Mike. and to answer your question, Mike, yes, this is a relatively new channel. This is, um, episode three <laughs> so yeah um and we're like and subscribe mike like and subscribe Apple now. Yeah. and you're welcome to come on board as well it's a very open to anybody i would like to join in for the overall discussion yeah, yeah. all right uh so so two more questions and i think then we're running out of time anyways uh so what is the closest thing uh, we can see inside a Tesla model or inside a S3XY model, sexy model, uh, that you helped build? So I didn't build anything from a manufacturing perspective, but every single piece of trim that's ever existed on the car, every single of a piece of harness that was repaired, every single piece of any car out there that's been replaced has flown through, has gone, especially in the United States, has been through our distribution process. And so every time you've gone to a service center or body shop to get something, those pieces got there because of what we built. Uh, so theoretically, I touched, every, like I had a small piece and every single piece that's been out mm. there out in service, um, but I didn't actually physically build anything or, or help manufacture. Um, but if you've been to a service center, that part came from one of the buildings that we helped, uh, that we helped uh, build out and yeah, so we touched awesome. it in, in one, one, one way, shape, or form. Yeah, awesome. That's amazing, right? Especially once there are like several if millions of blue light, you can find my fingerprint and all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I've, got, I, I've got I've got a, a Model X on order, and I, I'm I'm really hoping to to take delivery at some point, probably first quarter of next year, uh, at least first yeah. half next year. And I'll bring my blue light along and look out for Farzad's. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with okay. that. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah of course. So uh, this is another question by Don, who is not on the, uh, on the call right now. Uh, he's a software engineer, so uh, and it goes into uh, the software area. Um, let's just see uh, whether you feel uh, fine with answering that. So he his question is, um, so despite the huge software stack, uh, Tesla handles software releases so often and flawlessly. Uh, what is the reason behind this? And do you know if Elon is personally engaged even in small features like small UI or UX uh, fixes? 
Um, so I didn't work on that team. I'm not super familiar, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did have input in some of the pieces of the software, like as far as like what was, uh, you know, like a, maybe a little bit of the UI or whatever. I'm sure he had some sort of um, influence. Uh, I do think major releases at least, or really anything that's customer facing where the customer actually feels and touches and sees. I feel like Elon probably has some sort of say into into what needs to get done or what needs to get changed you know there's got to be an approval process of some sort um but uh as far as why they're so great at change management when it comes to software is because the entire company's culture is built upon ensuring that you're constantly making something better and when you do that you automatically build a culture and sort of like a process think of it as a process where anytime um anytime you're changing something you have this sort of team that's comfortable making that change and they know what to expect and the expectation is it's software it's code you can sit down you can write the code i don't care you know w what's the actual true seconds you need to write this code out and then as soon as it's done you get it through a, some sort of testing phase and then once it's tested boom it goes into the car out it goes right instead of like waiting for all these committees and like these like cadences to happen no something gets done you go now i'm sure there are like cadences of like days like maybe every tuesday thursday to do a, a release or something like that like internally at least but uh it would be way 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 faster than any other company so it's just culture it's just ingrained in the culture just change all the time ensure that when you make the change it's good and then once it's good get it out there so everybody can get it simple yeah uh, as a follow-up, Mike asks, uh, what kind of useful data collecting could be done by Tesla bots, right? Uh, running around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, re a lot of real-world objects, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Tesla bots. I should imagine they should, they should be able to collect. Some Sorry, you were saying, Julian. I uh, just wanted to say that in the future, uh, we're planning to have uh, some episode about Tesla bot in general. If you know somebody who's interested in uh, that topic, but also has some uh, you know, pr maybe professional background in uh, you know, motor actuators and uh, uh, you know, just everything that needs to be uh, in place for a Tesla bot to happen, uh, it's very welcome to come on board. But uh, basically, anyone is, is up for it. Yeah, and. Yeah, there's one more uh, Tesla fix. Uh, accelerating the rate of innovation is, co uh, is a core mission of Elon. Joe Justice outlined this perfectly. Yes, he's amazing. Uh, he also already said that he'd like to uh, come on the channel as well. And nice. um, that's really cool. And, I have a story yeah. about Joe Justice. Uh, yeah. I met him in person during the Tesla Con week. Uh, oh, really? We went out to dinner. Him and his uh, wife took my wife and I out, and he got me so drunk. He got me so <laughs> drunk <laughs> my god i was the most hungover i've been probably since i went to vegas like 15 years ago and that was yeah i was hurting for like three days so thanks oh. thank you thank you he knows already i told him <laughs> yeah he's a crazy guy uh it's, it's really uh, heads up just in case we can we in case we ever catch up with joe in, in vegas for any reason yeah we'll, uh... he can he can hold his liquor extremely well so just beware okay. beware yeah awesome awesome yeah <laughs> okay uh one more question here is yeah. elon using to automate more of his chores yeah um i mean I'm, I'm sure i'm sure you know elon is a coder i mean he, he has a lot a ton of software background you know he program, programmed his own game when he was younger he he really understands how powerful automation is so um he's I'm an sure fsd he's doing... beta tester 
Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's done everything he can. I'm sure he's doing anything he can to optimize and make his life as efficient as humanly possible, both personal and professional. And I would not be surprised if he has figured out how to use software to automate some of the things that he needs to get done on a daily basis, you know? So, I, yeah, I'm 100% sure he's doing some some form of that. All right, thank you. So, yeah, uh, Claude, do you have anything yeah. else left? Just to just to um, sort of wrap wrap it up, if you like, for our Z, we we wanted to just yeah. check in with you on on your um your your sort of last words recommendations to um to this episode anyway um before before you need to go and uh, yeah um almost like last words from from the man himself you know just just for this okay. for episode three <laughs> sure no I, I i really appreciate you guys for having me on seriously thank you so much i really enjoyed the conversation um i i really do think that what you guys are doing is super cool and and i really encourage you guys to take this as far as you you can like definitely invest as much as you feel comfortable investing into this from a time perspective especially i think having more open discussion is super important i think the tested community I'm convinced that it's probably the most smart community out there right now on planet Earth. Just a combination of people that are attracted to this, to, to what's happening here in this space, I think has naturally attracted a lot of people that are very mission driven, but are also very technical. And but they think big, they think big, and they really try to make the world a better place. So I think that is incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. And uh, whatever you know, whatever you guys are, are are doing that you feel is valuable to the community just do it, you know, and you guys have already started doing that. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I just love this kind of discussion. I, I think you guys are awesome. I think you guys are doing a great job and yeah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much for awesome. having me. And, uh, I'm excited to, uh, talk to you guys in the future. You know, it's, if, if that'd uh, be great. The opportunity arises. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be great. It's just, we keep on, we keep top touching on so many topics that just seem to be so broad and so far reaching that it's like, yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. But if, for sure. And I think what's yeah. cool about that, too, is as, as as Tesla, Elon, SpaceX, all these other ventures get bigger and bigger, more and more of culture is going to get touched by these things in some way, shape or form. So there's going to be a lot of innovation to just uh, in, in culture, period. So that's what I'm most excited about is like, how how is the rest of the population going to start to experience what this is, what what this is going to be doing in the next five years, you know, the next 10 years. And uh I think some of the conversations we're having now, especially on this channel, this conversation is touching on those things that are going to become more and more a reality as we get closer. And these are sort of early days for those things, but there's going to be so much more that's going to come out of those uh, innovations in the future that, you know, like the bot itself and the notion of automating labor is like, like, what are the implications there, dude? Like, what the yeah. hell, right? So that's one one example, and there's many. But yeah, uh, yes. very excited that you guys have have created this platform. I felt very comfortable. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Thank awesome. you to, to you, especially also for the idea, right? <laughs> it's like you're the godfather. <laughs> Sharing ideas. Don't give me too much credit. Don't give me too much credit. I'm just a dude on YouTube who has a very like talented wife who's figured out how to create a good lighting and background setup. And I'm just, yeah. just talking. I'm just talking. Like that guy said, I'm just talking about talking. Great. That's what I want to do. So He's right. No, you guys, you guys are great. You had a point. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And uh, to anybody who'd like to join in uh, at some point, you just reach out to us. Uh, we'd like to have basically anyone. Right? Yeah, we, we, we're very keen to just support this conversation going forwards. Looking forward to a brighter future, really, and um, working towards it, not just not just talking about it, but 
make taking decisions and acting towards it. So okay. awesome, Faz. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I I really look forward to the next time we get to get get to catch up with you again. Likewise, thank you guys so much. Thank you everybody. Okay. Likewise, thank you. Bye, Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Cheers.